0: It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Hey guys, welcome to the Mind of Dad, where we take a deep dive into my mind and the mind of my guests. Today, we have someone from New York Fashion Week. Go ahead.
1: Hi, my name is Vanessa Marie. I'm a 22-year-old high fashion model based in New York City. Um, We met at New York Fashion Week, and I'm super excited to be here and to, you know, talk a little bit about what I do.
0: So yeah, what do you let the people know what you do and like how you got into it? We'd love to know.
1: Well, I'm a model. I'm also a full-time college student, but I'm only in college because I believe that in today's day and age, it's kind of a safer option and just a more reliable option to have a degree even though my main goals in life um you know, all For the most part, fall into the modeling industry. I started when I was 14 years old. Um, I grew up watching an older cousin of mine walk the runway, competing in beauty pageants, and doing some print and runway modeling as well. So, ever since I was a preteen, early teenager, I kind of knew right then and there from being in the environment that this is what I wanna do. You know, I wanna be like that, I wanna be like her. So, when I was 14, I got signed (laughs) by my. Um, in Boston Massachusetts and you know I started and I've never looked back and I've never stopped and when I got into school I was able to move out to New York City um, since I go to school here and that's only helped my career because there's just such there's more opportunity in the bigger city that you are Um, so yeah it's been great
0: yeah, like uh, it's definitely a hot spot with fashion in New York. There's, I feel like there's always something going on and there's a lot of opportunity. You're, it's a busy city, the city that never sleeps, you know? Uh, I feel like you're always meeting somebody a new, somebody new connected into the industry. Uh, was this your first New York Fashion Week or have you done New York Fashion Week in the past?
1: No, this was actually my third New York Fashion Week. Um, I think that every time I do New York Fashion Week, the shows get a little bit bigger. The crowds get a little, a little bit bigger. I meet more people. um, So it's definitely not stagnant. It's never the same thing when you do New York Fashion Week or any fashion week more than once, which is what I love so much about this industry. One of the many things that I love about it.
0: Awesome. And uh, what do you think, like, You said your cousin was your biggest inspiration to uh, your modeling uh, game. And like, uh, how long was she in the modeling industry and does she still model?
1: She no longer models. She's older. She's in her late 20s now. Um, I'm not exactly sure how long she was in the industry because she was kind of already very involved in it and doing pageants on top of just modeling. When I was just starting to be old enough to go sit in the audience and watch um I mean that was I was nine years old her first beauty fashion it's been a while she's I mean she's done some amazing things she knows a lot of people I'm incredibly proud to be following in her footsteps especially because other than her um no one else in our family really is in this industry yeah Um, yeah without her I would have thought that it was near impossible probably would have tried anyways but she's definitely my hugest inspiration
0: so it's nice that you said you try anyways it's always like you know, what makes uh, what got you into that mindset of you know what i'll try try anyways because that's something i find myself right now i'm not really like i'm the first filmmaker in the family you know so it was always like that support wasn't there so you on the other hand have that family member whose support is there and you relate to them so i guess the question is like it's like, is it nice having that member in the family that you can go talk to whatever you need to about the fashion industry? And what got you into that mindset of, I'm going to give it a try anyways?
1: It definitely is nice to have somebody who, I mean, especially today with um, social media and just general, just the general, space that is social media I mean I think that I think that the main thing that helped me as far besides just taking her for inspiration is that when I had a question she was there to answer it she was there to answer it honestly I had that guidance at my disposal I understand that that's um, a luxury that not everybody has, especially with what I started to say about the scope of social media, where, I mean, people will charge you and their DMs for modeling advice. And yes. I understand this is a tough economy. Everybody needs to make their money. I'm not against it, but I'm just saying that I'm very grateful that I had somebody who was willing to just speak with me for hours on end if it came down to it without having any um, monetary value behind it. Because this is a very difficult industry to navigate um, especially as a girl, especially as a girl alone in New yeah. York City who moved out here for school. So I'm just really grateful that you know, again, I can't stress enough that having somebody to answer my questions without yeah. having to put my own pocket. Um, and then as far as my mindset, I mean, I spent 14 years of my life in Catholic school from uh preschool to until I was a senior in high school and after that I went to art school I go to Parsons I'm majoring in creative writing so I mean the I gotta hit you
0: up I'm always writing like scripts and stuff like that for short films we've got to work together
1: Please do I'd listen I would love to work with you Um,
0: oh awesome like I'm always doing short films in New York's not even that far so we could definitely work on a project in the future
1: for sure. And I mean, that's to anybody listening as well. I'm a freelance writer. Um, I do poetry, short essays. I've been published a few times. Um, I edit for the 12th Street Journal. Um, so, I mean, okay, if anybody, okay. I'm just putting that out there. Um, uh,
0: she so said I- uh, subtle flex, but OK. <laughs>
1: um, But as far as mindset is that, you know. Catholic school was very much um, the straight and narrow, a very straight and narrow mindset that I never really had. I think that the more people around me, especially figures of authority, um, pushed me to fit into a mold, I just didn't want to do it. And I didn't have a lot of people around me, um, with the exception of my amazing cousin who did modeling and um, that creative space that I feel like I was always in. So I think that You know, being in a place where um, I kind of knew didn't feel right, but didn't have the option to break out of at the time just really molded my mindset into the you have to do this yourself or you're not going to do it at all because people just didn't people. um, How do I put this? Don't you know, you have to believe in yourself. Not everybody's going to believe in you and you can't always rely on people. You know, yeah, so at the end you have to be very
0: self-sufficient and self-made. Exactly. And that's like that's very similar to how I think you have to be. You have to have that self-sufficiency. You have to know, look, not everybody's going to support the dream. But like I know my goals, I'm already pretty much about to achieve my goals. I just got to go get them. So that's always a good mindset to have. And um, what would you say to anybody trying to get into modeling and like that wants to get into new york fashion week like what's the process how long did it take you to get your first new york fashion week show i know you said you started at 14 and you just got into your show so like three years ago like what was the process behind that and what was you the attempt or how many times did you try to get into the show
1: so that's a very there's a lot to answer there give me a sec to just kind of collect my thoughts but um the Advice to anybody who wants to come into modeling, just go for it. That is the biggest thing is don't question it. If you, if that feels right to you and that's something you have your heart set on, I'm a firm believer. And if you have your heart and mind set on something, you have to do it no matter what stands in your way or how difficult it seems, because the best thing that could happen is you succeed. In your expectations, and then some and you go above that. And the worst thing that can happen is if you don't get to where you want to be on your first, attempt. you know, you learn how much, yeah, this is something that I really want, how much I want, or you know what, after I tried, this isn't really what I thought it was going to be. It's not for me. So I mean, life is all about learning. I believe life is about learning from experience. So you just got to kind of I mean, you got to go for it. When I got into school in New York and obviously at the time I knew that my career was gonna, I was expecting it to flourish, which thanks to the work I put in and the help of the environment of New York City as a whole, it did. But I, yeah, i am
0: that's, well, that's what I like to hear.
1: Packed up, quit my full-time job the day that I got the email that I was accepted, rented a van. I don't have a car. Packed it up. Drove five hours here, did not look back. I woke up in New York City the next day, and there was definitely a moment where I saw buildings instead of pine trees across the street from me. And I was like, wow, I'm like really here. I don't know where I go get my coffee from. I don't know. But you know oh, what? You, think?
0: you gotta have As- that coffee.
1: <laughs> but that's the thing is you figure it out as you go along. So just do it, especially now where the industry is changing. I mean, there used to be such strict lines drawn, um, as far as image of models and height and weight and just everything. And now, um, the diversity factor, I mean, the industry has grown so much, which I mean, I'm so thankful for. I think that that only benefits everybody, um, you just, there's no more, there's nothing that you have to fit into. Agents are always looking for something different. You never know what a, um, a director or an agent is looking for. It could be you, but you won't know until you try. So just, just do it. It's <laughs> just
0: exactly. go. As Shia Buff would say, just do it. You know, you gotta. But that's a, that's, um you know, really like wild. Not many people would do that. Just like pack up everything, quit and just move out. Uh, to New York and wake up there that's like that's that's saying something you know like you really got to give yourself like if you really want to manifest like what you want in life you really got to go out and do the extreme sometimes uh like you can't settle for average you got to go above average I feel like and that was definitely something above average you know no like I, you have my respect right there i full on you got my respect yeah. right there but uh I like what do you think when it comes to the industry how do you know like it's a very sometimes scary industry uh, like how do you know to go about the people you trust and distrust and like what's your judgment process like when it comes to people you work with because we all know there's even even during new york Ske- uh, fashion week there's a sketchy photographers or the sketchy agents or the sketchy people coming up to you, Hey, join my agency. And then it's just like, you're not really getting anything out of it. So like, what, what's your judgment process right there?
1: So I like to think that I'm very in tune with my, my gut feeling, my intuition at something that I kind of developed over time because the more times I would give people the benefit of the doubt and the more times um, something bad would happen or I would get screwed over at the end of that I just kind of would go back and think to myself like I had I didn't feel right about this and I should have listened so I'm a very impulsive person on top of that as you know from what I just told you about how I ended up in New York City yeah that being said I'm all about opportunities I'm all about I mean if you tell me that I'm I walked in Milan Fashion Week. You tell me to go to Milan next week, Fashion Week. My my flight is booked. I'm over there. Yeah, so,
0: the same way.
1: So as much as you, you know, these opportunities can be huge and productive for your career. Like you as a person come before you as a model. So if something feels unsafe or you have a bad feeling in your gut, trust it. You have to trust it. You know, and at this, and on that same um that same thing about trusting your gut if something feels on the other end this is a little bit maybe expensive this is maybe a little bit out of my way this is a little bit I have to go overseas but the you have a good feeling about the end the end of what could come out of that do it just do it it feels negative you don't do it it feels good you kind of just have to go for it and again it's all a learning experience you're going to gain experience no matter what and you know not there's always going to be some negatives and there's always going to be some positives even in a negative situation in a positive situation there's going to be pros and cons to everything but i think that trusting your gut is really the biggest thing as far as judging a situation for sure
0: yeah like i definitely agree with that on like full on um like you said, you've you probably given a lot of people the benefit of the doubt, and it's been proven wrong, like on many occasions. I definitely relate to that, especially on a professional uh, aspect. Like last last uh, New York Bachelor Week in September, uh, I was uh, working with somebody that I got taken out to Miami for, right? And ahead of that, he's just, uh, I was told... Hey, he's going to pay for the hotel and flight, but he's not going to be able to pay you. I'm like, I don't care. I make money. I'd like, let me, is Miami. I'm going to go have fun. That was my first time working with him. So I let him know, hey, I'm only going to do one day. I'm not getting paid. I'm about to enjoy Miami, but I'm going to stay the whole week. But, and he was okay with it. So we did this show, thought, thought it was a good relationship and all that. But then came fashion week and he's just like, yeah, man, uh, I got you, bro. I'm doing this show. I'm like uh, helping produce this show. Come on as my videographer. I'll give you 500 bucks, this and that. And I was just like, oh, I worked with this dude before. He's cool. Uh, mind you, the first time and the second time I didn't do research on his company. Terrible choice, guys. Always do research on like people you work with. Always. Like it saved my me so many times. Like I was a very ignorant person when I first got into the game very ignorant well uh especially for fashion week it was like i was hyped for the opportunity but this was the biggest sketch ball i've ever worked with uh we go to the show right the show's starting to approach and all that i noticed all the group chats go quiet i'm just like hey what's going on this and that and he calls me he's just like hey the place the venue i booked shut down for covid this and that and i was like what okay let me check and then i checked the venue turns out it wasn't shut down for COVID. they were just having another show there and i was like oh this is sketchy and then uh, he got a place that looked beautiful in the pictures we walked outside looked cool we get in looks cool they give us this little ass room i'm just like whoa what is this i text this dude oh mind you before this he made me go out and get my boy as a dj so i had to hit up my djs because his dj apparently got covid so i was like all right cool. I don't mind that. Just letting you know, you're going to have to pay my boy his side of the, like, you know, you got to pay his bread. He's like, all right, cool. So I arranged a DJ for him. He calls me. He's like, yo, man, one of my other photographers got sick too, got COVID. I was like, oh, great. He's like, can you bring one of your uh, photographer friends? I know you do video. So I go bring one of my photographer friends too. He was going to get paid. So we're all there. One of the designers comes in, sorry, the only designer comes in. Out of the 50 he had. Uh, and he's just talking. He's just like, yeah, man, I'm the one that paid for this venue and all that. And he's breaking it down. This designer got finessed into paying for everything. And uh, turns out, almost said his name, turns out the guy that uh, my client that I was working for also ended up getting COVID somehow. So he couldn't come to the event. And I was there. Uh, left running his entire event and producing his entire event. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. So, we're producing his entire event. A model from the Miami show comes. I'm like, I know that guy. I'm going to go talk to him. As I'm walking up to him, I'm like, oh, he looks pissed. So, I was like, this is going to be great. So, I talked to him. He's like, yo, is Junior here? I'm like, no, he's not here yet. He got sick. uh He said he's going to try to sh- uh, show up a little later. He's like, tell me when he gets here, he owes me money. I was like, i'm not getting paid right there it clicked in my mind i was like i'm not getting paid for this show oh this is great like and then i talked to the designer i'm like yo you gotta pay my boy Junior said, you gotta pay my boy he'll pay you back so the designer pays my dj and at this point i'm just like uh great i can't wait to get paid after the show because he's like the designer will give you the money for it which he didn't because he's just like, look, man, I spent over $3,000 making this show happen. I flew out all my models. I booked out the hotels for them. I rented out this place. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this dude's a sketchball. And then he calls me. He's like, you made the show happen? I'm like, yeah, man, you guys sent me some money, though. And then uh, he didn't. So I never gave him any of his footage or anything from the show. And I just gave it to the guy in Puerto Rico, the designer from Puerto Rico. I'm just like, here you go, bro. You deserve that, even though you're not paying me. I feel bad because you definitely got robbed there.
1: You're a good person for that. Um, I feel like we've all been there, Um, especially, again, in this industry where um, money seems to appear and then disappear unless you have writing. Biggest thing besides doing your research, I learned the hard way, get it in writing. Screenshot the Venmo receipts, screenshot the emails, especially this, especially relevant for freelance photographers and freelance models who don't have an agency behind them, get everything in writing and keep those receipts because people will try to, like you said, finesse you out of a whole bunch of money time. And, you know, that's your time. Um, As a model, that's your image. That's your portfolio. That's just as valuable as anybody else on the team, whether it be a photographer, a videographer, a designer. So research writing those are the two steps
0: and it's crazy because like we got the um the contract from and everything and I signed it it was a legit contract like I had my friend from law school look it over all legit so I'm like okay this is great I bring up the contract and everything and like He's just like, hey, man, you got those videos? 10 seconds later, okay, no answer. And then he blocked me. I'm like, he definitely did that to look like the victim in the situation. But don't play V. So I go, you know, I shouldn't have done it. I don't like making personal things and business things public. But I was like, yo, this dude just finessed me. His entire Instagram and uh, um, Facebook just starts getting blown up. And I'm like, yo, he only has 100 followers. Wait, what? On like throughout all his platforms, maybe 500 max, but you only had like a hundred on Instagram. I'm like, yeah, we definitely just got finessed. We should have read up on it. We thought the contract was good enough, but like, as you said, research, research, reach it, get everything, get in receipts. But ultimately we let it go. I was like, yo, it's not worth the headache. Move on, learn. And then just, you know, go make sure we get our research done. So now every time I do a fashion week show, I find videos for the previous shows that these, said uh publishers or producers worked on.
1: As you should. Again, learning experience. I know that sucks royally and we've all been there to some degree or another, but now you know.
0: <laughs> like exactly. Now you know. Like I'm going taking out to Miami. This time I was like, yeah, I know I worked with this lady before, but she's approaching it with a whole new attitude. Can't wait for that. Are you gonna be doing LA fashion week by any chance?
1: I don't know if I'm doing LA fashion week I'm registered for Miami fashion week so when's that I know I believe it's in July I don't know the exact dates I don't have the flyer in front of me but it's in July obviously with you know COVID and just the general state of the world I don't it's really hard to plan that far in advance but hopefully I'll be at Miami swim week I did Orlando swim week last year Um, so I almost dropped my phone Miami this year
0: I did Miami swim week last year um that was fun but I'm trying to get it. I'll, I'll, I'll look into Miami fashion week because I'm trying to hit like LA fashion week as well early April because my Miami shoot is in late March so I'm gonna try to get into LA fashion week now I might look into Miami fashion week
1: Definitely. Yeah. The only reason I'm not sure about L.A. is that with school, it's difficult for me to fly across the country and attend castings. But if a designer were to reach out to me and say, hey, we'd love for you to walk in L.A., I will be there. I will be there. I just can't, again, fly across the countries for castings in the middle of a semester. But again,
0: a lot of them do virtual castings, too. If you get on like early, early, like a lot of them will do virtual castings as well.
1: I'll keep my eyes open then. Thank you
0: for that. Yeah. Like, that's how one of my friends uh, that I worked with, I, I actually helped her get into the industry. Like, in general, like, I uh, I'm, I believe in, like, I got very lucky. I got very blessed to get where I am. So, like, pay it forward type shit. I'm like, yeah, I'm not putting her through a 10% contract. Like, most people, I'm like, here, here's some connections, fam. Go go, do what you want. Flourish. And, like, now she, love- like, she's about to go hit, uh, New York Fashion Week in September. She's trying to get into, so I'm proud of her. I hope I get to be at her shows. I pro. I told her I'm like I can't promise you I'm gonna be at your shows because I'm gonna be doing my own thing. But if I can, gotta support the homie.
1: I love that. That's awesome. Good for her. Yeah,
0: but um, so do you plan to come back to New York Fashion Week in September though? Since you are like in the state. Yeah, definitely.
1: First, I'll be in New I mean, at least I'll be in the castings. Yeah. But All right. do you definitely. have like
0: a number of shows you want to be in?
1: That's a good question. Um, right now, no. Um, I'd rather walk for two more reputable designers than just a bunch of like smaller shows. I guess at this stage in the game. I mean, <laughs> um so for me it's not the number of shows it's about the amount of exposure and the connections you know I can make and optimizing it as much as I can so again I'd rather walk into larger shows for more established designers than do 10 just startup shows and listen I respect startups I everybody has to start somewhere but For me personally, as you know, I've been in this industry since I was 14. I've walked in Milan. I've walked in Florida. I've, you know, done New York Fashion Week. This will be my fourth season. Um, I'm trying to grow.
0: As you should, like, as you should, you can't be stuck at the beginner and startup shows forever. You got to like, like, you know, you got to leave the uh, nest someday. That's like, as you should.
1: And it's, it feels weird just saying that because I recognize fully that that's where I started. And to even be able to say, like, I'm at the point now where I've done interna- an international show, I've done shows in other states, and now as this isn't my first or second season of Fashion Week in New York anymore. It's like, wow, I really have made the connections and I have done the networking and I've put the work in to be able to get myself into these you know, spaces that are a little bit more. I hate the word exclusive. I just said this industry is and it is, but I think, you know, what I'm trying to say,
0: Yeah, like, you know, for like the more reputable, like more uh, growth people that have obtained that growth to get there. I know what you mean. Yeah. But yeah, that's definitely something good to hear, you know, got to hear that you're growing and prospering. And I hope you get into those more exclusive shows and like you know it's, it's always a good to like step up yeah like it feels weird to say oh but i started there and all that and i don't want to do that but like at the same time you gotta get out that comfortable zone you gotta get out those to like like i said earlier get out the nest like you gotta fly and go to a new place become you might not start out as the best in that new place but get on top and then move to an even bigger place like you know it's that it's the building blocks you got to get uh and not, i like you're going to eventually get further into more even more ex, uh exclusive shows
1: it's more just the, uh, the the opportunity that i have to kind mm-hmm. of pick and choose
0: yeah. as
1: like you know and it's just it's again it feels so strange i don't even know how to properly say that without it coming off the wrong way but it's just amazing to see as like somebody who started at 14 wasn't even done growing yet. And I was told like, Oh, you'll never walk a runway. You're too short. You're too, this. Yeah. you're too, you know, this And now and you're bottom. doing it exactly. And I'm out here and I'm doing it. And it's like, Oh, I can't, I mean, I believe it. I don't want to say I can't believe it, but it's just looking back, I get emotional when I like think about where I started and how far I've come and how it's basically been, um, really just a ton of networking and connections. And at the end of the day, like, That's why I'm so adamant about telling people, if you want a model, shoot your shot, like try it out because it's connections, it's networking. Granted, there's a lot, there's a lot more than that too, but those are the, the two things that will open the doors for you to go to castings with, you know, where there'll be agents sitting in the audience and casting directors and things like that. And that's what separates to me, like a more exclusive show, quote unquote, than just, um, a show somebody's first season as a designer in fashion week.
0: Yeah. And um like what's your like five year goal? Like uh let's get let's hear some of that. Like I want to know the five year plan.
1: Five year plan. So let's see. 5 years from now I'll be oh god 27. Well, listen, I want to model. I don't see myself stopping mm-hmm. ever. Um I mean there's a woman I know her Instagram is ages beauty. I don't, I can't think of her first name off the top of my head, but she's a swimwear model for sports illustrated and I'm pretty sure she's in her fifties. I would love for that to yeah. be me. Um, thank you. I, I mean, I would love to go overseas again once COVID kind of dissipates a bit um, and do some more international runways and some international, campaigns um definitely want to keep working in new york as far as i'm concerned this is i mean to me this is like the place to be i've always
0: yeah.
1: wanted this and it's crazy to think that i in mm. a way have have it um like
0: exactly
1: I've always been out here um to be to be completely transparent with you which i mean i've been this whole time that this is going to get really really hey,
0: there's going to be the-
1: some Listen, there's some space for judgment and what I'm about to say. And if you, I understand. I watched my first Victoria's Secret fashion show on TV when I was, I think, 12 or 13. So just about that time when I was watching my cousin walk runways and I was like, I want to do that. And then I remember watching the Victoria's Secret fashion show and thinking, all right, but like, that's it. Like not beauty pageants, not this, not that, like that. I wanna walk to Victoria's Secret. And when I had my first interview with my first agency at 14 years old who ended up signing me, I said in that interview, I said, if this doesn't work out, I will go to New York and walk up and down Fifth Avenue by the big flagship Victoria's Secret store and my training bra and my panties until somebody comes outside and says, you have potential, you can do this. And my, my it. first agent laughed and I, I left there with a contract, which I signed and that's how I got my first agent. But I still, especially where the scope of Victoria's Secret is changing, that's always been such, I mean, you want to use the word exclusive and throw that around one of the mm-hmm. most exclusive brands to work for And that's always been, I mean, I have a lot of goals, long-term goals, short-term goals. That's always been at the top of the list is Victoria's Secret. Um, Ideally, I'd want to walk the runway. They do a lot of print campaigns. I'd settle for a print campaign. But that, I mean, I love what they embody as a brand. And again, I know that that's kind of could be taken as a controversial sounding Mm -hmm. statement because it's always been such an exclusive brand, but it's always been about empowering women. It's always been about, you know, showing off your body, being sexy, being who you are, being confident. Confident is a huge thing for them. Like those models walking down the runway have absolutely no shame. And I think that that is one of the things that made me realize this is like the ideal brand, this is it. This is the pinnacle of what I would love to do. And now that they're changing their look and they're becoming more inclusive and diverse with their models, it's it gives me more hope. I mean, I was, I still always had my heart set on it. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna do it in the next five years, that would be ideal. But it just gives me so much more hope now that it's a bit more in reach that there's so many different types of models and it's not just like six foot tall
0: mm-hmm.
1: or with hair down to their butts like that's amazing good for them but I think that there's again it just seems more in reach and that's a really beautiful thing to see
0: I know you got it I know I'll see you there
1: <laughs> thank you
0: you got my full support homie
1: thank but, you I appreciate yeah. that
0: but, like, that's the energy you have to have. Like, you have to know, like, you'll be there, you know? Like, and, like, if it's that... <clears throat> sorry. um, If it's been okay. a dream for that long, like, 100%, I know you got it. Like, you will achieve. Like, believe, achieve. Like, you know, you got it.
1: Every chance I get, every time I do a test shoot with the photographer, I'm like, Victoria's Secret, let me just put on this little, like, sports brought with the logo so they can see it in the photos and then they can tag them and it's like man even things like that is like it's almost like a tease like this isn't an official victoria secret shoot but it's like this is what it looks like on my body in front of a camera so again if you're looking at what you're tagged in hi
0: (laughs) yeah yo if you want to do a lookbook video like let's go i'm like only like a two-hour drive from like new york and i like driving so
1: okay good to know
0: Uh, no. But it would probably have to be right before my Miami shoot or after.
1: Okay, we can work that out.
0: Yeah, but like, I'd love to do a lookbook video. Like, so guys be on the lookout for that for sure. Like, and yeah, I uh, hope to have a good shoot with you in the future.
1: Definitely. Yeah, I'd be so down for that. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I'm always looking for an opportunity to work like, you know, sneak my way into uh, getting videos just getting content it's my favorite thing like and like uh re like I went through a lot like six months ago so it's like nice being back and like being able to work you know sadly as much as I like to be transparent on my podcast not ready to talk about that just yet but um like it's like nice being able to get work done again like my short film was on pause for so long so I'm about to start getting work on that done again like so I, I understand, like, getting to that point of, like, the next five-year plan, like, so it's nice seeing hearing it from other people. So, like, let's work, let's get, uh, let's make it to the top, you know? Yes. But, and my end of the, like, do you have any end-of-the-year goals?
1: I told myself, so at the beginning of the year, I know this is cheesy. I don't care. I feel like I've prefaced everything I've said on this podcast with like, this is cheesy. Hey, this you is know what?
0: It's judge- all good, bro. I don't judge like, <laughs> no, like whatever you like, trust me, you think something's cringy. I guarantee you, like I'm the, I'm the friend that people go to like when they like, cause like I will never look down on anybody's dream. Actually there, there was this one person's, but dude was really wild out there. Like, like so straight up like uh i want to bring him on this podcast one day but only to like debate on everything he like he believes like you know it's just like he 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 supported like the nazis in germany and all that and like he full on like one day we were arguing about what his beliefs he's like at least i'm not like you i was like what do you mean proud I was just like I love it oh great this is gonna be a great podcast episode in the future like you know but um oh I can't wait for that but like don't worry about it being cheesy I've heard a lot of crazy things so go for it say your end of the year goal
1: down my new year's resolutions at the beginning of every year and it's never like one or two And it's never like new year, new me. It's always like very, very, very specific things. Like I have a piece of paper sitting on my notebook on my desk that says I'm going to be in Harper's Bazaar this year because I, I wasn't. I have a Vogue feature. I don't have Harper's Bazaar yet. And for some reason, I feel like I just want that so bad. I have photographers that I've worked with that have shot for Harper's. Not me specifically, obviously. I have friends that model that have gotten into Harper's that have done, you know, shoots or castings with me. So it's just a lot of people that I know. I see people that I work with and it's like, wow, this is so cool.
0: Like you can achieve it. It's right within sight.
1: Right. And that's the thing about Harper's is, is like, it's a huge, huge platform. But when I see people around me who I work with doing it, it's like, okay, I want it too, you know, I want to be there with them. Um, again, like I had a Vogue feature from September Fashion Week. That was incredible. But now it's the crazy thing is like with my New Year's resolution, that's like, okay, well, I'm not going to write Vogue down. I have to pick a different magazine because I woke up one day and had that Instagram notification that Vogue posted me. And I was like, holy, holy God, shit. What Exactly. And then I had to go to okay. class that day. And I had to go to Trader Joe's. And I remember basically the whole scope of my day because I remember thinking, like, I just woke up when Vogue posted a picture of me. And now I just have to, like, go about my day. And it's like, I hope that... Amazing. Amazing. I'm in Harper's. It's the same. It's the same thing. I hope that I'm in the Trader Joe's line and I get the Instagram (laughs) notification. I'm so determined. But yeah, by the end of the year, I want Harper's. And it's crazy. So I was on a Times Square billboard in September Fashion Week as well. And I wrote my New Year's resolution. Another one was that I want another billboard. And I had one in January. Well, we shot it in January. It went up in February for a Fashion Week campaign. So, I mean, if that, I want to keep that energy all year. Like that got crossed off. It. Harper's here, I come.
0: Okay, no, no cap. I'm about to start texting you like monthly. Yo, your Harper's near sight. I got you. I'm gonna be your monthly affirmation. I would love that. I got you, homie.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's my biggest. I think end of the year goal is like my. I want Harpers. I want a Harpers feature.
0: Word. I'm actually, that that's about to write that in like my calendar. What, what's today? What's the date today? Twenty All right. So on every month throughout this year, on the 26th, you're going to get a text from me. You're about to get into Harbridge. And if you, by the time you get, and I want the text when you do, when you get in, because I know you got it.
1: You'll get a text. You'll get a phone call. Bet, probably not. bet,
0: get to bet. Bet but i got you i look forward to it i look forward to it (laughs) thank you but um we're about to wrap it wrap it up soon do you have anything that you want to say to the people uh before you leave and end it with like um dropping your social media
1: Yeah. so first of all thank you for having me on here again this was my first ever podcast um, interview, which has been super fun. I feel like I'm just talking and other people are listening, which I guess happens on a daily basis, especially in New York. But, um, no, this has been really cool. And again, I just can't stress enough that if you are thinking about modeling, whatever you think is holding you back probably isn't. It's probably your mindset. And, you know, trust your gut. But if your gut is telling you that trying this industry and impulsively just going for it, go for it. Seriously, just go for it. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end on that note. Just if this is something you want to try, this is the time there's never going to be a better time and go go for it. Um, my Instagram is Vanessa Marie, all one word, but it's spelled V a N X S S a M a R I E the X is there because somebody had my actual name. So I had to put an X in there. Um, but yeah, I follow back. If you have any questions about modeling, I will try my best to answer in my DMS. Um, what other so my Twitter is Vanessa underscore Marie 78 my TikTok is Vanessa XX Marie um I mean my Facebook is Vanessa Marie but I don't really use Facebook to be honest other people tag me and things and that's what you're gonna see but um yeah those are my socials and this has been a really really cool experience and yeah that's all I got thank you again for having
0: me <laughs> yeah <laughs> so cool. you're welcome you're uh, welcome back anytime like you were a great guest loved your energy like hope to hear from you soon and um guys that'd be all also uh, right before we leave uh, I almost forgot I want to say thank you we are at seven percent in Germany guys and like you guys know if you guys peeped my uh social medias that before I dropped my first episode or and right after I dropped it my Germany viewership went up from 1% up to 5%. And I made a prediction, or actually I made a manifestation. I said, by the end of the complete season two, that means season two A and season two B, if we don't hit 15% in the podcast, I'm stopping it. But I know we're going to hit it. And the podcast is going to have a season three. So yes. hope to see you guys soon Uh, and have a nice day. Have a blessed day and make sure everything you guys want, you achieve.